and welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hello, 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 and welcome to another special episode of TV My Husband Hates. How are you doing, Kat? I'm doing good. We're in a different place. It's nice to be in the same room together. It and is. And we're at the lovely wing in London, and I'm really excited because we have with us... For the second time only, a special guest. We have got the wonderful Natalie Lee, who is the founder of Style Me Sunday blog and co-founder of Feeling Myself Events. Um, she's all about encouraging women to embrace their beautiful bodies and um, is about inspiring confidence. There really are no boundaries when it comes to you sometimes, Nat. No. So excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's thanks. lovely. Well, thanks for coming along to our little, you know, TV, reality TV podcast. <laughs> this is nice. Uh-huh. Well, it's, um, it's exciting to have you because one of the things that we want to kind of bust the myth around reality TV is is that it's really for idiots who don't have anything better to do. Yeah. And we often find that when we're watching reality TV, we get a little bit judgy muck, judgy pants. People are like... What did somebody say to you the other day? Oh, how do you have time to watch all that reality TV? And yeah, it's like yeah. I'm a mom, I've got two kids, I run my own business. It's like, well, I also have a husband that goes to school, so my nights are pretty free. It's just Ooh. very judgmental about how much how you spend your time. And why are you having to justify it? Like fuck. Yeah, off. exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> we are removing the fucking guilt from the yes. guilty pleasure. It's yeah. just a pleasure. Absolutely. Um, no, but, but I get that. I mean, um, I tell you what, my husband's probably the most judgy about it. Absolutely. He's like, oh, fuck, what are you watching that crap for again? I'm like, I like it. I know. And it's actually just a really nice way for me to unwind and not really think too hard and just laugh at people arguing with each other. My That's husband, my favourite thing to do. My husband rolls his eyes when he comes in. Like, he's been out late, comes in about 9 or 10 o'clock at night, and I am watching just one episode after another of whatever it is. And I'm playing Candy Crush on my phone. Like, you could not be, I could not be burning more brain cells <laughs> at one time. But I don't care because it's the time when my switch off, I stop and I just get a little bit zen about it. I don't have to think about anything else. No, and also, we all have our things. Like, it's my thing. Shut up. Leave yeah. it alone. It's not about you. It's just my thing. Exactly. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about you, first of all. Thank yes. you very okay. much for coming. My but pleasure. Star Me Sunday started very much as a fashion blog, right? By the yeah. way, you look fabulous <laughs> today. Aww. Started very much as a fashion blog. How much do you think it's still about fashion? I think... It's it, it's all fashion is underpinned by it all, but it's not like a main focus anymore. I think it started to change. I don't know, a couple of years ago, I guess. And I sort of I wanted it to be a little bit deeper than just fashion. I think um, I just got a little bit bored. Um, it felt a bit too superficial, so I wanted to start sort of digging a bit deeper and women are my main audience and also my um, feelings around my body were changing and I wanted to talk more about confidence and self-esteem issues and um, showing your body off, showing the realities of like postpartum bodies and it really kind of resonated with my audience. So that kind of, that that area of my feed has really grown significantly. And 
obviously you're super, you're all about encouraging confidence. You're super confident and, you know, you can really embrace your body as it is. I know, has that always been the case or was there a time when you really struggled? Oh God, yeah. I've really struggled with my body. I think, especially after having children, I think I was very... um, I wasn't aware or it was unexpected how much my body would change because I just think we just don't see it. We just don't see it in, you know, and it's so wonderful now, like ASOS are showing, you know, women with stretch marks and they're not retouching anymore. And there's a, there's a real move and a push towards, you know, um, no digitally enhancing images anymore obviously a lot still do and also um showing much more diverse range of bodies in the media I think we're getting so much better at it now and um people want to see that because you know research shows that the more different types of bodies that we see the better our self-esteem becomes so that's why I'm incredibly passionate about it guess that's really interesting as well because that's how you still keep that link to fashion because I suppose a bit like reality tv some people just think it's mindless frivolous you know yeah nothing to it actually we find that when we discuss a lot of reality tv we're hitting on really big topic topics like you know misogyny or um parenting relationships friendships things like sexual health sexual health all of those things so is, do you find that fashion's a little bit like that? It has this sort of reputation of being really frivolous, but actually you think there's a lot more to it? Yeah, absolutely. Again, with um, fashion, you want to see clothes on a diverse range of bodies. You don't just want to see them on stick-thin models who are 18 years old, because that's not relatable. Yeah. And you don't know how those clothes are going to look on your body. But also, in terms of confidence, I like to you know, use clothes depending on how I'm feeling. So, for example, if I'm feeling quite low that day, I woke, wake up in a really bad mood, um, which is quite often. <laughs> I mean, when you that get woken up... for children. When you get woken up by kids, <laughs> at a time that you don't want to get woken no. up, yeah. you're always a bit <laughs> Um And, or if my, you know... I'm not feeling great in my skin at that particular time. I'll act. My my natural instinct is to just like just wear a bin bag and you know just yeah yeah, just hide. But actually, I'll do the reverse. I'll wear really bright colours. I found that really bright colours help to make my mood better. See, when you know when you're walking on the streets, for example, if you're wearing like really bright, loud colours and loads of um, pattern, I think it tends to make other people smile when they look at you, yeah. which then in turn makes you smile because you're like, I need to smile back. At <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be the psychopath right. that doesn't yeah. smile. <laughs> Um, so that just helps lift your mood already just by smiling um, and it's it's amazing how it works psychologically I think clothes are really important for your mental health um, so that's yeah it's it's not as superficial as it may first seem um, and you've recently launched which I couldn't make and I was so gutted because you, you should be gutted because it was <laughs> fucking amazing Listen. how dare you <laughs> Gotta be honest. I, the, uh, the reason I couldn't make it is because Jimmy's aunt was over from New Zealand for like the oh, first excuses, time in three years. Excuses. No, fuck, I'm such a twat. <laughs> you should have brought her. I know, I should have. I should have. Oh, man. Anyway, tell them. Yes. Tell anyway, them I should tell them all about it. If you just let me get a fucking word <laughs> Uh, so, she recently launched the Feeling Myself events. You've done this with a really good friend of yours, Alana, who runs Dancebox, which, tell us about how you found Dancebox, because that was 
kind of a moment for you, wasn't it? Yeah, so um, I found Dancebox a couple of years ago and my whole life I've been obsessed with dance. So, you know, like my favourite movie is Dirty Dancing, Fame... um, What's that one with the water where she splash flash dance? Flash, flash yeah. dance. Yeah. Splash dance. <laughs> um, absolutely obsessed with dance. Um, but I, I and I tried a few dancing classes as a kid, but nothing really stuck. I don't think I ever found, you know, like that teacher who really inspired me and made me hang around. But still, I've always been obsessed with it. Um, and it's been one of those things I've always wanted to go back to um but never really having the confidence I always thought oh no I'm just too embarrassed I'm a shit dancer I'm not confident enough um and anyway a couple of years ago one of my good friends took me along to this dance class and I was like oh my fucking god (laughs) (laughs) and um I was terrible at first. <laughs> I do remember Alana was, saying that to me, actually. I was she really, was like, she was bad. Yeah, I really was bad, but it, that, it wasn't about that. No. Um, and also, like, you're dancing in front of these big, massive fuck-off mirrors, and I couldn't look at myself yeah. for probably about the first year dancing because I would put myself off or I'd be so judgy I'd be picking myself apart whilst I'm dancing thinking I just look like an absolute dick which I did (laughs) but you know eventually you get better and also it has done amazing things for my memory um really yeah because you learn both of us right? both of us like tell us more we went, what what <laughs> you learn a new routine every week so i feel like it's like firing off right. you know brain cells and like That's synapses incredible. and and it's making me so much um yeah just better day to day it's it's amazing how many different things it's affecting it's affecting my confidence it's affecting how i feel about myself presumably you're getting fitter as well what hang on your memory and sex (laughs) you know when you're actually in touch with your body and connected to your body um probably more solo sex let's face it yeah um uh, it just it 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 just yeah it just affects everything it really does it's amazing and so when you did you sort of realised how great this was making you feel hence probably why you and Alana decided to do the Feeling Myself events tell us more about what they are yeah so obviously um, I wasn't there so, so you yeah. tell me dick <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we've been uh, friends for a long time I just want to say that we have been friends for a long time she's not just the rudest guest we've ever had <laughs> well I probably could be but anyway um, we yeah so so Alana saw what I was doing on social media and she really liked my vibe and thought that the two kind of like worked well together. And so we talked about doing events together. It just happened really naturally, actually. And yeah, just bringing all my loves together in one event. Um, And everyone absolutely like the first day it felt like you know when everything just aligns and and it felt so natural and so like 
for the first time as well, I wasn't even nervous. There was a you room. You just knew you'd it, got yeah, it right. Yeah, there was a room. We went. We did the first event at White City House. Beautiful room. There was about a hundred and I don't know thirty people there. Um, we did a panel talk um, with three amazing guests. Cherry was there. Um, Cherry off the telly. Cherry off the Cherry. telly. <laughs> um, Africa from the Vitamin D Project. And Tovali you had. A Um, and they were just wonderful really funny but also very deep and insightful and fuck it freaking intelligent and open right because you 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 were talking about lots of stuff that some people might struggle to talk about right we talked about we talked about sex masturbation racism we talked about the comparison theory you know we talked about a lot of things um and and it was yeah it was just really really interesting but but also quite nice and light-hearted at, at points as yeah, well. Yeah. Anyway, then we did um, a routine to Beyonce, nice. which Perfect was choice. yeah, I mean Queen yeah. Beyonce, Everyone as we like to refer really to, her. embraced it and just let go. We um, also did some strutting, so Alana, <laughs> Alana shows you how to sort of strut across the room nice. in a sexy kind of confident manner with your shoulders held back and not looking at the ground like you want it to right. swallow you up which, you know... You might be feeling it, but you've got to not show it. Yeah, and it just really does help to to get that confidence up. Um, And then we all held hands and did affirmations. Um, So I've been... That's amazing. Yeah, so I've been doing affirmations for quite a while now, and I think it just really helped set my day up. Um, and there was lots of tears, lots and lots of tears. And then we drank and socialised and hugged and cried and talked. And oh, that's no, amazing. It was really bad. <laughs> yeah. I missed it. Oh, I'm and so annoyingly, sorry. well, annoyingly for me, but not annoying if you are in sort of the north. You've got another event coming up, right? Yeah, so on the 27th of March, we are in Manchester. So we're taking it UK-wide, and we're trying to, you know, not just have everything in London, because I think it's really important. I feel like, you know, the north of England really get left out often. They've been neglected. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, hopefully um, that will be just as successful, and then we're able to go um, to other places. So where can they get tickets if they want to get a ticket for... So you can myself? get a ticket from the link in my bio or you can follow us on Instagram, I am feeling myself 2020. Perfect. We'll also make sure we put that in yeah. some of the stuff that we Thank post for you. you. No worries, of course. Um, now you're also this... I mean, there's not a better word for it. <laughs> Maybe there will be one day, but you know, you are an influencer. The social media thing is a thing and you're doing it and working it. And in some ways, there's a lot of ties to reality TV. You're giving a lot of yourself. I think people, res- I think people follow people like yeah. you for the same reason they watch reality TV. Yeah. It's like looking through the keyhole. Well, it's, it's a bit like reality. It, it is, is like reality. Yeah. It is like reality. Yeah. So how do you manage the boundaries there? Because you are really open. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if anybody saw, but on Channel 5 the other day, um, Nat had an on-screen orgasm. Like I did. that nice. is super cool, <laughs> but it's also how do you get to that point? Like, yeah. where are the boundaries, or are there none? Well, so um, I've been talking about sex fairly openly on my feed, um, and obviously the producers of the program saw it and were like, well, "We want to get her on it." So they approached me, and I was like, "Yeah, of course," because I think that it's really important to talk about. 
um, female pleasure. I think for far too long we have been ignored and I talk... made to feel ashamed. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I talk about sex in, in a really positive way and you know I want my girls to grow up feeling comfortable in their sexuality not to feel like they have to hide it or or that sex is about pleasing your partner mm. which I think that's what for me that's how sex started out for me absolutely yeah. it, it was a it, and it was a performance yeah like I wasn't I didn't really I didn't even know I had a clitoris yeah. you know when I was younger and having sex like yeah. don't fucking have sex if you do not know that you've got a clitoris right. what's the point <laughs> yes, yes there is no point the motherfucking exactly. point? it's not well, fun the point is is that I thought I had to like do right. all this screaming and scratching and <laughs> flinging myself around because that's what men expected yeah. and wanted from what I'd seen on porn and you know movies yeah. and all of that and it is bollocks but I think what's also interesting about what you what you're talking about in terms of female empowerment and confidence is that when you get into bed, it's it's knowing that you're worthy of that attention. Right. Yeah. That, like they need to please you too. And Absolutely. it took me a really long time Absolutely. to be confident enough to demand to ask, that. Right. Well, but just I mean, even, ask nicely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, consensually. Please, ask. You touch me here. <laughs> oh god, yeah, we've been doing a show. Yeah. We've been talking about a show. Uh, Hopefully it's Jimmy's listening to this. Let's hope so. It's just finished called Below Deck and there was a real element of misogyny on, on that right. boat. Wasn't we talking a lot about it? Was there? And one of the lead deckhands kept kissing this girl. like Without, without asking, asking, without consent. Oh. So we've just done the kind of podcast about that particular, about that reunion. And we were like, do you know what? Consent is fucking sexy. Oh, like, yeah. Is there anything sexier than the man that's like, can I kiss you? Yeah. You were like, oh. Like, yeah, may man. I give you an orgasm now? Uh-huh. Yes. It all I sounds mean, very I mean, lovely. I like to be taken by surprise sometimes, but only if we've discussed this kind yes. of fantasy. Yeah. You know, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing sexier than being pushed down an alley. Oh, totally. Right. And, you know, <laughs> thrown against the bed. By the person yeah. you're having sex with and the person who you've discussed this fantasy right. with, not by some random fucking stranger. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. No, that's oh, a whole no, different no, thing. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, you're, you're completely right. Consent is... Is, is key and there is nothing sexier than consent um so we're going to move a little bit more onto the reality tv yeah. side of things um in your bio on your website you do say uh that you love bad tv obviously all tv is good tv yeah um does that include reality tv and if it does what are your what are your reality tv shows yeah that was bad tv and i think you know what that's mainly probably my husband's voice in yes, my head totally. totally um saying that is really shit and it's gonna fry your brain cells well, i mean there's a reason we called the podcast tv yeah. my husband hey yes like, like, this is a this. thing yes Men hate reality TV. <laughs> it really is so what are your shows um, if you're watching something so i have been into love island haven't watched this one i haven't watched the winter one either um i don't know why it just doesn't feel appropriate to watch it in winter i understand i think i understand for me it's because i have enough like i feel like i have enough reality (laughs) tv in my life and maybe at this point adding another one because we're doing six shows at the moment so that's six hours that i'm watching it that's probably a limit yeah i mean they're about 45 minutes they're not like full hour but yeah and also, um, the Love Island one is every night, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's an commitment. investment. Yeah. It's a real commitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just knew I didn't have the yeah. time. So Love Island, but Love Island is a good one. Love Island. Then I love all of the housewives. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I came That's across ours. a new one, uh, a new sort of spin-off uh-huh. last night. Um, 
who's the blonde, the only white woman in Housewives of Atlanta? Oh, um... Kim Zorsak. Yeah, Kim yeah, Kim. yeah. So she's got a spin-off Don't be tardy. Series. Don't be tardy. That's yep. it. So I was watching, because she's fucking fascinating. Yeah. She is. I am fascinated by her. Yeah, her, also, her daughters, yeah. her, her husband now. And they, they're like, all best friends and they love yeah. each other, but she's a bitch. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm so surprised by this. But um, I also like Vanderpump Rules. Yes. I, I love her, Sam Lisa I Vanderpump. love the... Um, I love her, but I love the dynamic between all the workers and all the infighting and the having sex with yeah. who. I love all that shit. I'm currently, because I've never got into Vanderpump Rules, but we did start reviewing it this season. Ooh. So I, and I went in cold to this season, but yeah. I am now like watching all the back episodes. So I'm yeah. just finishing, I'm literally halfway through the reunion in season four. And like, I just can't decide. There's a few things. Maybe Reagan. Yeah. I don't know whether Jax is like a lovable rogue or just a massive dickhead. Oh, he's a massive yeah, dickhead. I think he's a massive dickhead. I, I think in this season, we like see him change a little bit Do with the we? death of his. Yeah, so his dad oh. died. So he dies in between like uh, last season and this season. And he talks a lot about when that happened, how much he kind of did a lot of self-reflection and realized he was a gigantic asshole, so things needed to change. Thank so I think it's really interesting watching him this season. You know what? I watched the reunion. Yeah. Um, don't you think they're the best bits yes. of the house level? So <laughs> I actually just we, skip all of the right? other episodes whole, and go we to a whole reunion. separate episode for the reunion oh my god I love the reunions when when New Jersey's just finished there'll probably be three reunions when they're so we'll watch all three and just do a whole episode just for that reunion because it's so good yeah so good and also and also Andy we love Andy Cohen oh I love him he does such a good job with completely shading people right to their face in a very kind way yeah but like really gets his point across but also just um, being a referee and like and managing that I'd be I couldn't I wouldn't no. be able to do it because I need a Valium. There's yeah. some strong characters. <laughs> it's a lot. It is a lot. Granted, he is also kind of in charge of all of them as well. Like, yeah, does he pay their bills? He, I reckon kind he must of. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he's got a massive say on whether they come yeah. back. So maybe yeah. that's a way he can. Yeah, he has the power. Oh, yeah. He's the referee without. Mm. He's the man. Yes. He's yeah. like, shut the fuck up. Right. Otherwise, you're not going to get you're paid, out. bitch. I know. He's like, that. <laughs> you sit down. You make way too much money. Oh, Bye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I love him. Um, but also, reality TV also sometimes gets a bad rep because it's putting out unrealistic, um, I guess, images of women. Right. Oh, my God. Totations. Like, it's kind of. Is that a conflict for you, or do we just. Uh, like, do you feel like it's doing nothing but bad, or is there something no, redeemable there? No, I don't, there? because as you guys said, I mean, I'm digging deep here, right? But as you guys <laughs> said, as, um, it does touch on some very important issues yeah. in today's society. But they are all extremely wealthy and yeah, right. um, privileged and sometimes so out of touch with reality it's laughable but that's kind of what makes them incredibly like i don't know they're so unattainable and so out of touch it's just really interesting to watch and and that makes it addictive viewing it really does and i think if you're like if you're like us good head on our shoulders confident within ourselves we can see it for what it is I think it's probably issues I think more so with things like Love Island where those girls are really like touched up touched up soup you know all of those things that young girls are watching whereas we're we're literally 
like we're nearly 40 and yeah. we've got two kids. We can see this for what it is. But I guess when young girls are watching some things that there is maybe yeah. an issue there. It'd be interesting to see kind of like what their younger, like the youngest demographics that actually watch the housewives are. Because yeah. I mean, I remember like when I was an impressionable teen, that's when like the real world came out in the United States. So like, it was a bunch of 20-somethings living in these, like, crazy houses that were completely financially unattainable. Yeah. But the brilliance of it was, like, it just showed you how real people got along. And, like, the first two seasons of, like, New York and I think San Francisco were, like, very real because it was were they? the first yeah. it was the fir- of it was reality, the first reality TV, TV ever. ever. Yeah, yeah, so they just had was mics it? on and they just kind of let them go. I mean, yeah. it became much more scripted as they went on. But I remember kind of probably setting up some really unrealistic life goals mm. by the time I was 20. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to live in this fabulous brownstone in New York and yeah. I'll serve coffee. <laughs> but you know what I do like about it is the fact that most of the women on there are 40 plus. Yes. yes. And for the first time, really, women out of that age are shown you know so have much a pl- more well, have a yeah. platform yeah like so many because times you, you don't see forgotten. that yeah, yeah absolutely and, and i think it's just made women of that generation like much more aspirational and you know i think you, yeah well, it's relatable it's like it is. partly relatable because you're like we're the same age we've all got kids we've got a husband and then there's that bit of like fairy tale on top where they've also got 11 billion pounds in the bank right you know and yeah. rolls royces and, and also i'm absolutely obsessed with figuring out what work they've had done yeah me too I mean, this is just i mean everything clearly yes. but the lips and the cheekbones and the <laughs> nose and the fucking eye color everything yeah. has just changed the time it must take and also it's really interesting when you That's... go from like season one you go back to season one you look at them how they started yeah. and then you go to like season they always look 12. fairly normal their first season when they join but like between their first season and their second season yeah. they get like a glam squad yeah. they get yeah, a yeah, stylist yeah. like they realize they're on television and they need yeah. to up their game a little bit. And I wonder that even if you were probably really against like plastic surgery, being surrounded by that all the time, yeah. it becomes your new normal. Well, and being like put out there in HD and 4K now, yeah. where like every nook and cranny is. You're going right to have to there. be rocking some quite serious yeah. body confidence to be totally really, unaffected yes. by really that. Will. And I, but I also wonder, like, um, Americans in general, I think it's so much more prevalent, plastic surgery in America. I just wonder if um, there are many people who, many women who are over 40 who actually haven't had anything done. I do, and that's the, yeah, that's the thing. I do often wonder, does, does every woman in America just have... Even a touch of Botox. Something. Yeah. It is definitely. No, I'm not 40 up. yet. I haven't had anything done. So there'll be one American who Ooh, has definitely done. one. Yeah, definitely one who's ha- never had Botox or anything like that. My little brother has. But would you? I don't know. Like Botox kind of freaks me out because of the Why? whole botulism thing. Like yeah. the whole I, what? I, so it's botulism. Poison. It's it's a poison that they put underneath your skin right. to like stop your muscle from contracting. Okay. And so I think, like, maybe for a little while that so would look good. we don't good. know what effect it's going to have Right, like, us. we don't know the long-term effects of it. It hasn't been around. I mean, it's just been around since, like, the 80s. So there's not, like, long-term studies on, like, yeah. what that does to your brain yeah. or anything like that. And then my, my mom's a nurse, so she was like, 
if you keep it, like if you keep deadening a muscle for so long, yeah. she was like, logic would be one day you're not ever going to, like it's just, just going to be dead. dead. Yeah. And she was like, so what do you think that's going to look like when you're like 80? Like she was like, you know, maybe that makes you then have to get facelifts or like it's a gateway to yeah. then having to do more. It is the but gateway it drug, isn't it? It definitely is, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's the like, gateway drug. Yeah. It's too. like when we were younger and everyone said, don't smoke marijuana because that is the gateway <laughs> to hard drugs because then you'll I mean, be a heroin addict. Right? Yes, it is. It's yeah. a cascade and, yeah. Uh, I'm on the flip side. I've got to be honest. There is like I totally would do Botox. I can't afford it, which yeah. is why I have a fringe instead. Um, I would totally would try stuff out. Yeah. I don't know if I actually had the money whether I do it, but you know those bits where oh, I go, you I would. totally get rid of this bit. Yeah. My turkey gobble, babe. I can't even. No one. I know. No I'd have one. my eyelids lifted. Yeah. See, I will have to do that when I get old. Like I come from a very Why? heavy lidded, eyelidded family. Yeah, so, but- like my grandma in her eighties, like just got a little lift because she couldn't actually see. Like the skin <laughs> oh, just like really? pushes really far oh. down. So she just had a little one, and like now she can see, and it's That's all a good. good thing. But yeah, oh. I don't know. I think. I mean, to be honest, I would probably try it. Do most at of your least friends once. have? Have, have most of it's your like friends a younger generation that's had stuff. So like yeah, the millennials love Botox because they call it yeah. preventative. Right. Like if they can, yeah. if the muscles are frozen, so they can't make the wrinkle but in the first place. That's a load of bollocks just from the people <laughs> who are selling it. But here's my the thing: people who are yeah. selling it, man, they just How want these, you to part with your money. Right. How do these millennials fucking afford, afford it? it? Yeah. I know. Well, because they don't have kids yet. I'm forty, and the thought, <laughs> if I went out and spent five hundred quid on Botox, I know my husband would have shit to uh, say about yes. that. Yeah. He'd be like, babe, we can spend 500 pounds on a lot of other things before Botox. Right. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but he would probably have an issue. Yeah. But where do they get their fucking money? I didn't it's have that money so when I was true. 23. But also the look. I'm just yeah. not feeling these, like, the lips. No, I'm, yeah. I'm not but feeling you know the what? Lips. Each to their own. I mean, you know. You know, if it's something that you don't feel good about and you have the money to spend, like, who am I to tell you not to do it? Like, do whatever makes you happy. A lot of my friends have had yeah. it as well. And you know what? Some of them do re- look really good. Some of them do yeah. look really good. Especially if it's done really subtly, I think, you know. Yeah. I, know a couple, right. I know a couple of our friends yeah. who definitely have had it done regularly, but very subtly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they look 12. And no, they don't. <laughs> <They're really laughs> That's the other thing. I don't actually think it does make you look younger. Yeah. I actually don't think it does. So I'm listening to this podcast right now called The Baron of Botox, and it's all about the guy in the U.S. that kind of pioneered Botox. And he would use it in very different ways. Like, one, he would inject right underneath the nose. <gasps> Because, like, God. as you get older, the tip of your nose tends to sag a little bit. And what? they were like, it's, it's something that's so subtle that, like, this the person doing the podcast had it done. And she was like, it was so subtle, oh but, like, God. just the tip kind of went back oh up. But have you ever difference. squeezed your paws on the oh, end yeah. of your nose? It, it hurts. That fucking shit yes. hurts, man. <laughs> that hurts That so is, like, the, the pain point yes. of your face is yes. your nose. Yeah. My God. Now I've got to worry about saggy fucking nose. <laughs> oh, Saggy nose tips. Jeez, I thought my nose was the one good thing I had going for me. Anyway, listen, let's wrap it up a little bit. Before we go, quick last question. If you could create any kind of reality TV show, what would it be? Oh, man, I should have prepared for this. I mean, we did send you the question. Yeah, I know, I know, but you know what I'm like. Um, Okay, I would... uh, I I reckon this is probably too obvious, but I'm going to say it anyway. I would create a Love Island with a lot more of a diverse... Diverse range <gasps> yeah. of characters, ages, ages. Shape, sizes. I'm like, like divorcees. Yes. You need a right. love island in a 
life. Oh Divorcee God, Island. That. Yeah, um, and lots of different body sizes yeah. and ethnicities. I think I've got a real problem with the race issue in Love Island. Yeah. Um, especially to, towards females. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would. I would love to see that. And um, and or an ex on my ex on the beach kind of yeah, scenario yeah. with like older people right. and different types of body types. That I would love to do that. I think I'd That's great. be here for that for yeah, sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So anyway, you. don't nick my idea. <laughs> yeah. um, you need to pay, Natalie. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, checks too. I'm sure I'm not the first one who's ever said this. I think it's quite. I think that's what reality TV is screaming out for. I agree. Right right. Yeah. So, Andy Cohen, if you're listening, yeah. you can reach us at hey at tvmyhusbandhays.com. We will put you in touch with Nat. We'll take a small right. finder's fee. Sunday. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll take a small finder's fee. That's fine. But thank you so much for coming into our humble yeah. little podcast. We've loved having you. That was so much fun. Oh, <laughs> man. We'll tell all your Yay. friends. I will. Um, and... In the meantime, have a great one. We'll see you on the flip side. And remember, smart people watch reality TV too. Bye. Bye. Please subscribe, rate, and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. Theme music and production for TV My Husband Hates is by Jimmy Sims. Oh,